Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. And we have George at WATD at the offices there. How are you doing there, George? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing better now. Did you almost have a heart attack there? No. (laughs) All right. We're we're back on track here. Um, And I have Melissa uh, Wallace is going to be with me tonight. She, of course, is my co-host. She is our everything here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And uh, she is just going to get us up and running on all of our Facebook pages. So if you saw my post earlier today, I was giving little hints of what we're going to be doing tonight and who our special guest is going to be. And I'm really excited to have him. We've had him on our show before. We've actually uh, probably been and done some stuff together on McMara Money as well. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Sharon. Yeah, and thanks. You did this like last minute, which was, I just love that people will do that. I was just like, yeah, he's all in. So um, I have David Tortolot here with us from Homestead Mortgage. So um, everybody knows you as the reverse mortgage guy. And I was doing a little research for our show tonight. And I noticed that... um, you know, that Homestead, obviously I've heard of Homestead and I see Homestead, I see the pre-approvals come across, but I had never asked you before if you do, you know, regular loans. Right. And the answer was? The answer is no. I, I used to, I get in the business in 02. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I wrote my first reverse in 2005. And then I was doing both mm-hmm. up until about 2009. And then I transitioned over. Okay. So my, you know, I like traditional mortgages and did pretty well. Yeah. But my passion is reverse mortgages. I love the demographic. Yeah. I like what this does. I I always say if everybody knew what I knew. Yeah. Being people 62 and older. Yeah. Thousands of seniors would be doing this loan. They Mm -hmm. just don't know what I know. And that's the challenge. And that's one of the reasons why I did bring it on. uh, I did bring it up today is because, you know, we have, I have several clients in that demographic and I've been noticing myself as I'm going out to do an analysis for them they're they're super excited about what the value of their house is but then when we look at the opposite side of okay we sell your house now what 
that becomes a bigger challenge because where do you go? What do you do? And a lot of times people don't, they don't want to go with family. They don't want to have an interim place. A lot of people are afraid to put an offer in on a house before they have their house sold. So there are a lot of variables that we've been talking about uh, forever and ever here on the show. Um, And you know, you can see our past shows. You want to tell everybody where? Are you putting us everywhere? <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> I can try to multitask. Um, yeah, so you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, listen to any of our past shows. You can go to your podcast app, whatever that may be, Spotify, Apple, whatever, all that stuff. Podcast. Podcast app. Um and type in uh, Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Or because we're so famous and cool, you can just type our names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said in my little intro that I did today when I went online to do my little uh, thing. And I was like, you're sort of a little bit of a celeb yourself. Uh, I'm bringing in all the big the big boys over from <laughs> WATD last week. Yeah, we had a great show. Right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, is like a, a family. it really is a great family. And I want to you know, and again, everything that I talk about on the show is I'm very transparent. I'm very, very genuine about my feelings about, you know, the guests that I invite on. It's very far and few in between because I feel as if if I'm going to stamp your services with my name attached to it, then you better be damn good. Right. Yes, <laughs> so, I, I get that. Uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And I, I would never. Thing, yeah. You know. And I would never. And I mean, and this is one of the first things on my agenda was, you know, let's discuss how I remember this being such a voodoo topic. Yeah. And it was so, you know, it had a negative sort of underlay um, to it. Do you want to sort of describe yeah. why it yeah. did and why it's really not that? Yeah, exactly. So believe it or not, the first reverse mortgage was written in 1961. Wow. For a woman in Portland, Maine. Huh. But the mortgages back in the 60s and 70s, we referred to them as legacy reverse mortgages. Mm-hmm. They were unregulated. Yeah. So that was the wild, wild west days where, you know, banks came up with their own concept of a reverse mortgage, but there was no way to insure it. Mm-hmm. So if the person outlived the loan, the only thing the bank had mm-hmm. was the house. So when people say the bank owned the house, they're pulling those stigmas from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the late 80s that FHA and HUD said, hey, we like that concept, mm-hmm. but let's tweak this concept. Mm-hmm. Let's regulate it and let's federally insure it and back it. Mm-hmm. So there's never really been a problem with the FHA loan. It's been around for 32 years, but all the stigmas were pulled from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the loan was put in place by FHA and HUD in 1991. Yeah. It was released and enacted through Congress in 1989. So there was problems, mm-hmm. you know, even with this loan. And it was never the loan that was the problem mm-hmm. because it's it's backed and insured by HUD, the yeah. government. It's a non-recourse loan. All that means is no one's liable for the debt. The estate is not liable for the debt. Mm-hmm. The estate gets any extra money mm-hmm. if the house sells and satisfies the lien. But there was cross-selling. Yeah. So there was, you know, financial planners and elder law attorneys in cahoots with mm-hmm. loan officers like me. Yeah. Not me per se, but yeah. like me. And they were setting these loans up and selling them to the wrong person. Yeah. And then the financial planner or the estate planning attorney would say, hey, now you have the money. Mm-hmm. Let's invest that reverse mortgage money or let's put an estate plan together. Mm-hmm. And we, I know that because a couple of the disclosures mm-hmm. that they sign at application refer to that. Okay. Are you doing this loan as part of an estate plan? Mm-hmm. 
are you planning to invest any of your money from this loan in financial instruments? Mm -hmm. So anytime you see a disclosure like that, you know, that was a problem of the past. Yep. So 32 years later, mm -hmm. there's way more safeguards with this HECM. HECM is the FHA reverse mortgage. That's its name, Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. Okay. So when everybody's out online, they see this acronym HECM. Yeah. That's it's just its formal name. Okay. So 32 years later, there's counseling in place. Mm -hmm. That's a safeguard for the senior. It's the very first thing you can do if you want to formally move forward. And that's done with a neutral third party. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a way of saying, hey, Dave does this for a living. If you guys sit down and this seems to be a good option. Well, before you move forward with Dave, you're going to sit down with a neutral third party. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a protection. So there's so many more protections now, Sharon, mm -hmm. and um, this financial assessment, which we can talk a little bit about, which is just really, we do look at income and assets now, not yep. the same way as you do on a regular mortgage, okay. but it's to protect the senior from not doing a reverse and burning through the money and making sure that it's a long-term solution, not a short-term solution. Mm -hmm. So it's a very safe and transparent loan now, not saying it's for everybody, yep. but it's for a lot more people than you think. And well, and that's one work. of the things that I sort of entrust in you is that I, I I feel that if I do send a client to you and it isn't the right product for them, that you're going to be very honest with them and oh, tell yeah. them that it isn't. So um, I'm I'm hearing a little feedback. Are you? I don't know. Uh, if yeah, it's from bit. George or what's going on there. I do. Can I? I can I, so I hate the the phrase like dumb it down, but like I've, I've, I've been in this conversation a few times. You've, but you've been on the show before. And honestly, I, for some reason, it just, it, something doesn't grasp in my head. So I just want, can we just go over like, what is a reverse mortgage? And I'll dumb it down. You know what a mortgage is, right? Yes. Right, so it's a mortgage and there's two ways to use it. Mm -hmm. If you, ref, if you take it on the house you're living in, you're refinancing the house and using this mortgage. So we've all refinanced in mm -hmm. the past. The process of taking this out is identical. Mm -hmm. So you sign a loan application, there's an appraiser that comes out, and then there's a closing and the title of the home stays in your name. The only difference is this mortgage, you have to be 62 or older mm -hmm. to take it out. If you're less than that age, you can't take out a reverse mortgage. Um, and then on top of that, because it's for 62 and older, people, this mortgage does not have a payment obligation. All of the mortgages nationwide have a payment. Mm -hmm. We all have to make our mortgage payments in the first of every month without any exceptions, or you might face foreclosure if you skip several payments. Mm -hmm. This one does not have a payment obligation. You can make payments. So to, did I dumb it down? It's a mortgage. Mm -hmm. It just happens, and it's an FHA mortgage. You guys have closed homes with FHA buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Same agency. It's just for older homeowners. But the process of taking it out is the same as every other mortgage. There's a couple of things, though, that are different. This mortgage is backed and insured by HUD and FHA. On the traditional FHA mortgages that you've done, those have payments. Mm -hmm. So they're recourse loans. Mm -hmm. Recourse just means you make the payment, you keep the house, you don't make the payment, you might be facing foreclosure. Reverse mortgages don't require payments. And there's a fee that's paid as part of the closing, which is why they're more expensive. It contributes to the insurance fund at FHA. So that makes the loan non-recourse. And that just means that 
the loan. You glazed over. <laughs> I saw her going. All right, let me stop you for a second. Okay. So to all of our listeners on WATD, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Sharon McNamara and Melissa Wallace. Uh, we gave Mary the night off tonight uh, because we have another co-host in with us tonight. We have David Tortolot, right? Did I say it right? Yes. Tortolot from Homestead Mortgage with us. We're talking about reverse mortgages. So if you have some questions, you have some experience, we'd love to hear from you. So call the studio, 781-837-4900. George will pipe you through to us. All right, so let me, so this is what we're discussing tonight, folks, is, and you can also watch us on Facebook and everything else. What we're discussing is with everybody having more equity right now because everybody's value did go up based on what happened this past spring. Is it better for people to think about selling their house and buying another one or taking some of that equity from, that's basically what they're doing. Is it sort of a different way of saying an equity line? Yeah, it's, so if someone's taken out a reverse mortgage and they're 62 and older, what they're doing Mm -hmm. is setting up the loan and the loan's allowing them to access some of their equity. Okay, so we have- In cash. We have a 62 year old couple. They're both 62, so are they both on it? Yes. Okay, now we have a 62-year-old and a 59-year-old that are married. Right. The 62-year-old is the borrower. Okay. The 59-year-old's not a borrower. Okay. That's going to be a non-borrowing spouse. Okay. Which just means they're not a mortgagor. Okay. But we use their date of birth to calculate how much they qualify for. Okay. Because they're married. So if the 62-year-old should pass, the 59-year-old is responsible for any money that they used? Nope, the 59-year-old can stay in the house yep. after the 62-year-old passed, so long as they're still married. That At time of that, death. At time of death, she's, she or he's still living in the house. Yeah. And they can handle paying the property taxes and keep the property insured thereafter. Okay. The loan won't become due if they, if they meet that criteria. Okay. So now, okay, so we got that part. Now we have a home, the 62, let's just say, just to make it easy, they're both 62 and above. They have decided that they have no mortgage on their house, but they're basically living off of their social security and a little bit of retirement, but they they, they don't have anything extra to maybe do trips or to do things around the house. I, I don't know what exactly we can do. Mm-hmm. I know we have this conversation a lot and I don't know why I always forget, but that's why we have people like David in our life. Hey, uh, Melissa. Or uh, Sharon, I have a question from a caller. Okay, perfect. Well, they don't want to be on the air, but I do have a question from them. Okay, Okay. let's hear it. So Pat wants to know, what is the interest rate for reverse mortgage over age 62? The interest rates are, uh, I'm going to dumb this down. So interest rates, very much like a home equity line of credit. These are open-ended loans. There are fixed rate reverse mortgages, but if she wants to know the answer to the question on a fixed rate, you're around three, three and a half percent. And if you're on a variable rate, you're about two and a quarter percent mm-hmm. right now at the moment. But that's a fluctuating rate. Okay. Um, it's a little more complicated than that, but she wanted to know what the rates are. So. Say that one more time because you just sound, it sounds like so equity now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Just say it one more time. So the interest rate on the fixed rate reverse mortgage yep. is... Um, somewhere between three and a quarter and three and a half percent. Okay. And then the variable rate reverse mortgage, which is about 96% of all reverse mortgages nationwide. It's variable. Rate. Okay. So right now it's about 2.25%. Okay. 
So the difference between somebody taking out a reverse mortgage and somebody just saying, I'm just going to go get a home equity loan is what? So if you're 62 and older, right? Yeah. And you take out a home equity line. Yeah. The bank is lending you money based on your monthly income. Okay. So the, the amount of the line of credit, if you only have $2,000 a month in social security income, yeah. you might only get a forty dollars or $50,000 line of credit. Okay. On a reverse mortgage, we don't look at income to determine the loan amount. We look at the age okay. of the youngest homeowner and the appraised value. So just if someone's 62 yeah. and they have a $500,000 house, that equation is 50%. Okay. So they could get access to a $250,000 reverse mortgage. If they go to a local bank and they have $24,000 a year in social security income only, yeah, they might get only a $30,000 because the bank qualifies them based on their, their monthly income. income. Okay. So you get a lot more money, get more access. Plus you don't have a payment when you start drawing from the line of credit. A home okay. equity line, when you draw from it, you have a payment. Yep. It's interest only, but it's a payment. Yep. Plus the home equity lines of credit expire in 10 years. Okay. So if someone's 62, and they use the line of credit and now they're 72 and that expires, I get these calls a lot. The bank turns the balance into a 20 year mortgage, mm. principal and interest. Oh. So their $100 a month interest only payment now could be $500 a month. Yep. And, and that's a big difference. It's a big difference. And they've gone to the bank and said, hey, it's expired. Can I just redo it? No, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. Mm. So on a reverse mortgage line of credit, it doesn't expire. Okay. As long as you're living in the house, you have access to that line of credit. It okay. doesn't expire in 10 years. If you're living in the house and you're paying your taxes and insurance, mm -hmm. that line of credit is available and it grows. Mm -hmm. Not to throw a... Yeah. This so, is a good interview for you because like we really don't get it. So there are people out there listening who don't get it, it's your lucky day. Two questions. I only do these for a living. <laughs> <laughs> it's complex. It's yeah. good. complex because it's a mortgage. Yeah. When you boil it down, it's a mortgage. Mm -hmm. uh, my first question is, okay, so it, say you're over the age of 62, but you do owe a lot on your home for whatever reason. You Can you still get a reverse mortgage? Yes. Or so... Is it sort of like a way to like not feel like you're drowning? Yeah. So let's let's take an example. Let's say someone's 62, they have a $500,000 house, but they have a $200,000 home equity line of credit balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they qualify for 50%, remember? 50% yeah. of the value. So that's 250. So they have mm -hmm. enough to pay off the $200,000 home equity line. So they could transfer the home equity line, refinance it into a reverse mortgage, ah. relieve themselves of the payment because they transferred it to a reverse mortgage, which does not have a payment. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have your home free and clear to, to qualify for a reverse mortgage. You do need somewhere about 50% equity though. So if you have a $500,000 house and a $350,000 mortgage, you won't qualify, you won't qualify mm -hmm. unless you're older. Okay. Because the older you are, the more you can borrow. Okay. So with that other example that you gave that with Melissa's question. So if you have it's you owe $250,000 on an equity line of credit and you get a reverse mortgage for 250, you pay that off. Mm -hmm. So where is that 250 that you owe? It's just a mortgage. So you're not paying on that monthly. What, what, so what happens to it? Well, if, it if, sounds if, like free money. Yeah. The bank, the bank's just waiting for you to die and you sell the house. Think of it like this. So I, I, I have a mortgage with Chase. Yeah. Right. So God bless you. I have a mortgage with them, mm -hmm. but the only difference is if Chase called me and said, hey, Dave, you can stop making payments for the rest of your life. We'll just add the interest 
unpaid interest to your loan balance. That's why they call it a reverse mortgage. The balance of a reverse mortgage goes up every month. Okay. Mm -hmm. The balance of my Chase mortgage goes it's down. Go down. The so if you're not making the payment, they defer the interest. Yeah, it's so, so when the house goes first. to be, yeah. so when the house comes time to the house being sold, so maybe you passed away or whatever, and now your family has to sell the house, you have to pay the reverse mortgage off, but it could be higher than what it is. Okay, I'm getting it now. I'm starting it's to get it. more than the 250 because of the interest. So but at that point, it's not your problem. It's your family's yeah. problem. <laughs> And it's not even the right? problem. The, here's the worst case scenario. If someone yeah. takes a reverse mortgage out and they have a family of children, and mm -hmm. usually the children are there when we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. The worst case scenario is if their parents live a long time. Yeah. After yeah. They take the reverse mortgage out. Because then you owe more. Exceeds yeah. the, the value at the time the they value. pass away. The kids still inherit the house, but they might have inherited a house that's got no equity in it. Yeah. But the government doesn't go after them and say, hey, pay up. They just say, I'm sorry, there's no money left. Yeah. FHA and the lender work out that shortfall behind the scenes. And the actual, the real estate agent actually gets paid their commission. Really? Even if it's upside down. But there's an insurance fee that's paid to mm. allow all this. That's okay. why they're more expensive. It's 2% of the home value. Okay. So it's 10 grand so, on a $500,000 house that's rolled in. Yeah. Paid one time to HUD. So but somebody could be at 62. They could live until... I, I just met somebody at the Christmas tree shop the other day, and she told me that her mother just turned 99. I met her in the, the bowl aisle, and she did, her mother just turned 99. Wow. So, I mean, that's sort of risky for the bank, No. Well, that's not risky for the bank because they don't have enough life left in them for, for the loan balance to defer. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if that 99-year-old wanted to take out a reverse mortgage and her house is worth, or his, was worth 500000 she or he gets to borrow 75% of 500,000 because of life expectancy. Yeah, so but there's still 25% equity in the house and she's 99 if she took it all. But what if she took it out when she was yeah. 62? What if she took it out when, when she, she was 62? When she was 62, she'd only get 50%. So oh, yeah, yeah. What you left of, in the house is, see, the younger you are, the less you can borrow mm -hmm. yeah. because of life expectancy. Okay. Sharon, I have another question for you. Okay, okay, perfect. The same caller, Pat. He wants to know what is the basic closing cost for those over 62? Okay. Yeah, closing costs are not determined by age. They're determined by home value because HUD sets all the costs as a percentage of the home's appraised value. So the higher the home value, the higher the costs. Um, to give the gentleman a, an answer, so if he has a $400,000 house, uh, that's 8,000 for the insurance, 6,000 for the origination, probably about 17 grand of rolled in costs. If he has a million dollar house, he's probably closer to $25,000 of rolled in mm -hmm. costs. If you have a two hundred thousand dollar house, probably closer to ten or twelve thousand. But it's nothing out of pocket, right? It's nothing out of pocket. It's it's, it's taken just off added. the top of yeah. the loan, and then the rest of the money just becomes liquid cash equity to okay. the borrower if they need it, or they got to pay off liens on the property. So if you let's just say, um, I write that down because I can tell you have a question. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I um, so let's just say you don't have any mortgage on your home, okay? And then the value is five hundred thousand dollars. You decide to get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash, and you just want it in the bank, right? Yeah. Well, it's a line of credit. A line of credit. So it okay. just stays in your house, but it becomes accessible to you. You mm -hmm. just hey, if I need ten grand to fix the roof, I reach into my line of credit. You fill out a form mm -hmm. and then it direct deposits into your checking account. Okay. Now you've borrowed the ten thousand and interest defers on only what you borrow. 
okay. not the balance in the line of credit that's available. Ah, all right. So if you just kept that 250 in there forever, like there's no accrued the closing cost initially. Just the closing cost. Just the closing cost. So, well, this you know, is sort of a no-brainer. Right. So if you get a $500,000 house and let's say the costs are, say, 17000 So you take seventeen from the two fifty. Yeah. And you're left with the rest of the line of yeah. credit unborrowed, but you're deferring interest on seventeen grand at two point five percent annually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, to your point, here's the thing with reverse mortgages. Key question for someone: if this, who's going to be a good candidate? Mm -hmm. If you want to stay in your house long term, mm -hmm. it's a good thing to learn about. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to stay in your house long term and you're unsure, still a good thing to learn about. But certainly, let's talk about all the other options: selling. Yeah taking out a home equity line and that's all looking at income. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I do. Because of the interest, because of that, in, because of those costs, those closing costs, yeah. right? So, so if someone sells a house at 500 grand, yeah. two years later, that's costing them 25 grand yep. in realtor commissions. And then also yep. 17, they rolled into the loan. Mm -hmm. So it just mathematically doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, Back to the roof. So we take 10,000 out, we repair the roof and which is great because now you're adding actually value, value to the, to the yeah. house, right? You're protecting the house, which I think that that's good because I hope it isn't like phantom income. You remember those years, right? Where people right. were just taking money and like yeah. going on vacations and everything. But now you don't have to start paying that interest until you're selling the house or you decease or your right. family sells it. So you, you can you never have the a ten. payment obligation. Never have ever. a payment. But you can make payments. So if someone comes into an inheritance. Yeah. Five years after they take out the reverse and they have a $50,000 reverse balance. Yeah. They can pay it off. Mm -hmm. There's no penalty to prepay it. Mm. Um, but they're never obligated to make a payment. But they can make a payment. Can they draw? I'm sorry, I'm getting very excited no, that I'm figuring it out. Can they draw from that $250 bank account, so to speak, line of credit to pay taxes and insurance yeah. and things like that? Yeah, we can set aside a portion of the 250 now, just say, depending on age, say 50,000. Yeah. So now they only have 200 accessible to them, but the lender sets 50 aside over here and the lender will pay the taxes, property taxes and insurance like, out of that yeah. account going forward. Like a, it's like how we pay. Yeah. It's not an escrow account though, because they're not yeah. sending a payment. Mm -hmm. but yeah. They'll set aside money from the line of credit and the bank will send the huh. quarterly tax bill to mm -hmm. the town of Pembroke or wherever they live hmm. and pay the homeowner's insurance in full annual when that renews mm -hmm. out of that account. Okay. So Sometimes that's required based on their credit. Yeah. Other times people just say, hey, I like the sounds of my house paying my property taxes and insurance, not me. Mm -hmm. Because if I ever become incapacitated, mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to be worried about the property charges not mm -hmm. being paid and then go into default with the town. Yeah. So, And it is completely different from, I, I bet that uh, I'm just guessing my brother-in-law has a different mindset about some of this because I know they're big Mike, on, yeah. <laughs> actually, he... he, he he, um, Mike's mindset has changed on this. Not really? for everybody. Yeah, they've sent me a bunch of clients. That's good. Yeah. Perfect. I had to do a lot of explaining about the line of credit growth feature. So that's appealing to the financial planning community. If you set up a line of credit for mm -hmm. 250, yep. next year, that 250 is going to be more. Mm -hmm. It just always grows because you're aging. A home equity line of credit through a bank, if you go and take out a $100,000 line of credit, it never, it's always a ceiling at a hundred. You can borrow up to the hundred, pay it back down, but these grow so it becomes a financial planning tool. So if someone's 62 and wants to stay in their house long-term, I have people that don't have long-term care insurance and they say, I wanna stay here long-term, I have no mortgages, 
So let's set up this $300,000 reverse equity line of credit. And in 10 or 15 years, that line of credit balance might be four fifty five hundred thousand. dollars mm-hmm. That can be used for in-home care or long-term care insurance if they don't have a policy. And they can use that money if they have a portfolio mm-hmm. and that suffers losses and they're taking a dividend payment mm-hmm. from that. They can stop drawing from that while it's going south. Yeah. Start drawing from the line of credit. That comes out income tax-free because it's a loan. Yeah. And there's no payment when you use the money. When this recovers the portfolio, they can stop drawing from the line of credit and go back to here. That's what Mike likes about it okay. for his clients. In bad markets, they call yeah. and say, Mike, what's going on? Stop. Let's use the line of credit we set up. Yeah. The reverse equity line of credit. So that's that's the Give concept. Everyone a number. Give everybody the number. Oh, uh, 781-837-4900 is the number at the studio. Give, uh, I almost said Ben, yeah. uh, give uh, Dave, George, George. <laughs> call. I don't it's know fine. Who's here tonight. <laughs> give George a call and he, um, he'll he either ask your question for you or he'll pipe you through and, and we can ask. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what was my question? What was my question? I don't uh, know. Do you have a better understanding now? I have a better understanding, which made me come up with a question that I would have never come up with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever that was. Mm, I don't know. Keep so talking. Let, let's just say this. We'll stick with the 500000 You can take half. You have two hundred and fifty. You have it in the bank. You can do different things with it. Let's just say you do the roof. You do. Can you put in a swimming pool? Yeah. yeah okay. So you can do whatever you want. Can you pay for your grandchildren's college? Yep. Okay. It's your money. It's your asset. You're just using a reverse mortgage as a conduit okay. to gain access to equity, which converts to liquid cash. Then is the bank watching as things like, let's just say a market takes a decrease and things are going down, 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 down. So they're not even paying attention to that? That insurance fee eliminates liability for the estate, okay. the borrowers, and okay. the lender. Okay. That's why they're expensive. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. you explain why they're expensive to people, they're like, well, that makes sense. I don't want my kids to be responsible for it. Yeah. And the house is paying HUD that fee, not not out of my checkbook. Yeah. And my I, house will appreciate over time, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. After yeah. you take the reverse out. So if it appreciates by the closing costs, it costs you to take the reverse out. Mm-hmm. You're never really realizing the loss if you're going to stay in the house long term. Hmm. I remember my question. So, we, okay. So based off your age is how it's determined how much you can take out or whatever, uh, like what you qualify for, right? So is it automatic? Like every year, you know, like, okay, now I qualify for this, or do you have to like refinance or like whatever the new term is for this reverse market? Like, are you just automatically approved for X amount of dollars because based off of your age or how does that work? Once it's set up, then it's set up. Mm -hmm. If you sell the house, that's a maturity event, meaning the loan gets paid back. If you die, that's a maturity event. That means the loan gets paid back. If you're alive and you leave the house for 12 consecutive months or longer, maybe to a care center, nursing home, the loan gets paid back. To your question, though, you're wondering, okay, the line of credit balance is going up. How is it doing that? Mm -hmm. Do I have to refinance to gain access Mm -hmm. to more equity? Yeah. It's automatic. Okay. It's organic, basically. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is if you're 50, I'm sorry, 62 years old today and you have a $500,000 house, the LTV in your world, loan to value, in my world, it's principal limit, the amount you can borrow is 50%. Mm-hmm. And that's HUD's figure. Mm-hmm. If you're 70, you can get 60%. Mm-hmm. If you're 85 and older, you can get the max 75%. Mm-hmm. That's the cap. Mm-hmm. So if you take it out at 62, next year you're 63, right? Mm-hmm. Following year 64. So the credit line is growing because you're aging. 
and eventual appreciation based on historical data on home appreciation, I think is three to 5%, according mm -hmm. to HUD over the past hundred years. That's why it's growing, but it's always growing. If the mm -hmm. home value plummets after you take a reverse mortgage out, this is one of the things that excited me. And you have a $350,000 line of credit and your home value goes from 500 to 350 mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You can call the bank up and say, I'd like all 300. Mm -hmm. They can't say, no, I'm sorry, we feel leveraged. Mm -hmm. this, this is going on in the world. They paid a fee to get X, to get, be able to gain access to that line mm -hmm. of credit to HUD and FHA. Mm -hmm. So that insurance money allows them access, the, but they have to keep their taxes current, keep the property insured and flood insurance if applicable. Mm -hmm. And if they live in a condo, all the condo fees. I have to tell you, so I really have been talking to a lot of people lately, and I actually had a conversation with somebody today, and she's you know, in her early 70s, I guess, and still working, gets a very minimal you know, social security, has a small business that she's had for many years. And, you know, she's now, you know, looking for a new space and different things going on. And she isn't at the point where she feels as if she can retire and she built this great business, but she, she can't retire because she isn't getting enough. I mean, I feel like she would be a very good candidate for this because she's been in the same house for many, many years. So like she isn't even a person that I would recommend selling to buy something else because of the costs associated yeah. with buying and selling. If you don't have anything liquid, then having this opportunity makes sense. Yeah. See, people are starting to look at their home now in a different way. Mm -hmm. Generations past, the home was a legacy. Yeah. It was not to be touched once the mortgage was paid off. But we all include our home and our real estate as part of our, as part of our net worth, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're including it as part of your net worth, this tools out there. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. I like to refer to it as a tool. It's a mortgage, but it's a tool. This is just something to get educated on. Mm -hmm. The problem is most people won't even learn about it and it's free. They can call me up on the phone and I'll spend a half an hour with them. I don't charge for that. Well, can we do a class here one yeah. night and yeah. we'll have people in? Because yeah. honestly, like Steve Cook, who is uh, from Imperial Inspection Services, we adore him and we'll have to have him on in the studio uh, to have a show with him too. And he he sent he just sent me a text. He's like, great show tonight, very educational. You know, yeah. I think that we should do something here and invite people Absolutely. because other than me, and I really have talked people out of selling their house. You know, people think that, you know, you're a real estate agent and like they'll apologize, like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to waste your time. Like, I'm not sure we should do this, we can do this. And I was like, I will be very, very honest if I think you should or you shouldn't. And I have yeah. talked, have I not, right? Mm -hmm. I talk mm -hmm. people out of doing it. It just doesn't make sense because there's no place to go. Yeah, right? I've done that too on reverses. I've mm -hmm. met with families and I've walked out the door and said a home equity line is a better option for you yep. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Or selling's a better option. I've met with widows that have a four bedroom colonial with yep. a three quarter acre lot of with no mortgages on it. And I'd say something like, you know, if you were my mom, yeah. I'd probably be convincing you to sell this. Let's downsize because we can take a reverse mortgage out on the next house. Mm. It's a little bit different today because I know inventory is different. Yeah. And we all say, hey, you can sell this four bedroom colonial and let's go find a one bedroom, one level ranch, uh, which they don't exist, right? Follow up question. I'm yeah. be trying to beat you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does, it, does it matter how long you've been in the house before you can take out a reverse mortgage? 
Uh, they like you to be in the house 90 days. So if someone buys a new house, right? They want you to establish some residency in it. Mm -hmm. So 90 days roughly. But we can, if they don't own any other real estate, we can say this is their primary house. Yeah. It can be less than 90 days. So really it's like based off of your age. Yeah. Like not, so how does your like income or anything like that come into, does it come into play? Does it? It does come into play, but it's not the same way a traditional mortgage comes into play. In the traditional mortgage world, you guys know that your loan officers you work with are looking at debt to income ratio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So monthly income divided into payment mm -hmm. and it needs to be below a certain number. And then that determines how much they can borrow. In my world, it's age and appraised value. That determines the loan amount. What about health? Health doesn't matter. Okay. Age doesn't matter. There's no, if you're 105, you can take mm -hmm. a reverse out. There's no okay. tax age. You just have to be 62 or older, has to be a primary residence home. You can take a reverse out. Oh, that's what I, that was on my question. Is it only a or, primary yeah, residence? Primary. Mm -hmm. It can be a multifamily though, as long as you occupy one of the units, a okay. four unit mm -hmm. condos that are FHA approved. Okay. Um, yeah, but not second homes or investment properties. Okay. Let me ask you this, if it's too personal, that's okay. How many loans do you do a year? Like, are there a lot of people that are very educated, like that do know about this? Uh, not as many as you would think. Okay. Um, how many do I do? I close about three a month. Okay. Which, to be honest with you, in my industry, that's nationwide, that's a superstar reverse mortgage originator. Okay. Most people close under 15 a year that do this. That's okay. why they have to do both. And I have an enormous um, referral network. Mm -hmm. I speak 25 times a year, I used to, at mm -hmm. senior centers. Yeah. I have multiple financial planner partners that get it. Yeah. I've educated them. The problem is, is if the demographic I serve knew the information we're speaking about tonight, because you can't get this information online, yeah. unfortunately, they would be doing it. Mm -hmm. And number two, because of the stigmas of the 60s and 70s, they yeah. won't even take the time to learn about the tool. And and, uh, and, and I bet, yeah, and I 100% agree that it is probably the stigma that goes along with it. Because as you were saying that earlier, I mean, I was, you know, I've been doing this 21 years and I was part of that, you know, no doc loan when yep. there, there's going to be that loan officer regardless that's going to do the wrong thing. But it doesn't mean everybody in the industry is doing the wrong thing. Right. And that's and like I said, I, I am very much aligned with you if anybody was ever considering a reverse mortgage, because just like all the other preferred professionals that we use, I know that they're going to be truthful with what is best for our clients. Yeah. So um, yeah, I definitely, we we really would love to follow up and do mm -hmm. something, you know, we can do something here yeah. and have people here and maybe, absolutely. yeah, do a class, maybe some Thursday night and we can have some cheese and crackers and yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have a question about it being FHA. So when we do like a resale and somebody goes for an FHA loan and then the appraiser comes out and there's guidelines that go along with that. Is it the same guidelines? Okay. Good yeah. question. Yeah. Same exact. Yeah. Okay. Great question. So, same exact standards. The property needs yeah. to meet needs to meet FHA standards. So if it's got chipping paint, I know yeah. you guys have dealt, mm -hmm. with, dealt with that in the yeah. past. The appraisers will deem it as either a safety hazard or not. Yeah. If it's chipping paint and it's not a safety hazard, we can set up a repair set aside out of their money and they give them a year to do the repair of the paint okay. after they do the closing. Okay. If it's really bad, 
crack in a foundation, missing railing, safety hazards have to be fixed before. What about a septic system? Well, on a ref it's a refinance, so they don't do a Title V. But if the appraiser is walking around the property and sees seepage, yeah, they have to make note of that. Um, okay. But they don't go over and it's an appraisal, you know. So yeah. they're, they're there 20, 25 yeah. minutes taking pictures. But anything that stands out, uh -huh. they have to take a picture of it, make note of it. Mm -hmm. okay. So so let's fast forward. Did you have any other questions about that? No. This section? Mm -mm. So let's fast forward a little bit. And again, we, we don't have much time left. It, right. This went by fast. So um, Melissa and I can follow up next week about our portion of it. But if you have any questions for David, uh, please feel free to call 781-837-4900. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We're on all the Facebook pages and stuff. So you can uh, send us text messages um, at 781-294-4848. I also, Mark Stiles, who is, um, he's our go-to attorney as well. Um, Emmanuel Ebot is who my team uses, but everyone at Boston Connect seems to be aligned with someone from Stiles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I use Stiles. You use Stiles yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. They're wonderful over there. Um, Mark is listening. Mark has a show on WATD as well. He's like such a good financial tool um, to hedge market risk to everyone is sweating stock market crash. So um, that's another good. Yeah. And so where this would come in, what do we have about a minute? Five, Five. minutes left. So that's why we were talking about Mike, you know, Mike earlier. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but financial planners are now starting to grasp the concept yeah. of helping their clients you know, if you, if you have a client, you know, when you sit down and do your assessment, they're trying to get your portfolio to last long into retirement, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always an age, they'll say, yeah. oh, Sharon, looks like your money will last to age 85. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you complement what you have there and you want to stay in your house long term, you can complement your portfolio by setting up this reverse equity line of credit because mm -hmm. that's always going to grow. So now you get this new bucket of money. It's a home, mm -hmm. but it's, it's equity cash because of the way the mortgage works. Okay. You don't have a payment mm -hmm. ever. Okay. And you're drawing the money out income tax free. So if this portfolio and the stock market crash, it's called the buffer asset strategy, and you're drawing money from that, well, you want yeah. to stop drawing money from that if it's going down. That's why this is set up. Mm. It's a safety strategy to start using to help mitigate risk and losses in your portfolio. So this becomes a buffer asset. So if this happens over here, like Mark just said, stock market crashes and you're drawing $2,000 a month from your portfolio, well, stop taking the 2,000 from there. Let's start taking the 2,000 from the line of credit. Mm -hmm. So you're not missing income. You're just switching the bucket of money you're going into because this income comes out to you income tax-free because it's, it's a loan uh -huh. and there's no payment. So you're not creating a monthly debt. Okay. I draw it from it. So, so let's just uh, let's say, um, I'll just use my myself as an example. When Mark turns sixty-two in a few more years, and we let's just say we had a hundred thousand dollars left on our house, but the value of our house is like seven hundred thousand. We could take fifty percent of the six hundred thousand, right? If we owe a hundred, right? Uh, and the well, value get, is seven. Get, yeah, you'd get fifty percent of seven hundred. Oh, okay. So three fifty. So then we could take a hundred of that three fifty, pay off the mortgage, yep. still have two fifty in that account, line not pay. Yeah, a line of credit, 
we don't even have to touch it, but we also don't have to make a mortgage payment mortgage and we payment just have to pay anymore. taxes. Yep. Then why the hell wouldn't I do that? I'm doing it at 62. I'm doing it at 62 right now. I mean, well, the Mac does it or not. I think that that's I'm a great idea. I'm why? in the business. I'm, as soon as I turn 62, I'm it, 54 now. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I mean, right. we we have made that decision yeah. that this problem of selling this house will be Casey and McKenzie's, not, not Sharon and Mark's. Right. So why wouldn't we do that? That's like us not having to come up with $100,000 right now. That's, that's almost right. like they're paying for one of their semesters at Fairfield. Right. I mean, one of the... <laughs> they are only one of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of your one kids year, there. One year at Fairfield's for it. So, all right. I it's, like it. It's a great tool for people that are in retirement and they want, if they switch their mortgages, if you're 62 and old and you want to stay in your house, switch them and refinance them into a reverse mortgage if you want to stay in the house long term. Yeah. And if you want to still keep making payments because income's fine, yeah. keep making the payments. It'll behave just like the mortgage you have now. The balance will still go down. But if one person passes away, like we just talked about earlier, unexpectedly, yeah. half the income disappears, you know you have a reverse mortgage. Yeah. So you don't have to call the bank and ask for permission for forbearance. Yeah. You can just say, we have a reverse mortgage, so we don't have to make yeah. payments. We can stop anytime. Chances are I'm going before Mark. But um, I'm sorry if you already answered this, but say, like, could you take out money from it to buy another property? Yes. You can have mm -hmm. someone oh. lives up here, mm -hmm. right? $700,000 house. They take out three fifty. dollars Yeah. They can buy a condo in South Carolina for cash for $150 and have two houses without mortgage payments. Oh, my goodness. Can you come back? Yeah. All right. <laughs> now we get it. <laughs> now we get it. We'll have really good questions. Thank you, uh, David Totalot from Homestead Thank Mortgage. You. Thank you for dumbing it down for the two of us here. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach us at bostonconnect.com and we will get you David's phone number. We are right at the last seconds here. David, real quick, what's your phone number? Phone number 617-797-3277. People can also find me on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram and um homesteadreversemortgages.com. We have a new website. Perfect. All right. You can get me at bostonconnect.com. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, George. Thanks for all our listeners. We appreciate you.